Howdy there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mitchell Winter and my co-host, Benny Maddock. Say hello, mate. G'day, mate. We've made it to round four, week four, or the episode four, if you'd like to call it, for the Sunshine Coast podcast. And we are recapping the grand finals for this week. This is going to be the men's grand finals at Maroochydore that happened on a Monday night. We've also got a mixed grand finals that happened on a Wednesday night there at Maroochydore. We're going to jump straight into this one. Men's C-grade. Larry and the Punk Kings took on halfbacks and halfwits. Benny, let us know what happened here. Uh, yeah, mate, so massive game uh, between Larry and, and halfbacks. It was what we predicted last week in, in episode three of the TRL um, Sunny Coast wrap-up. Larry and the Punk Kings undefeated all season, and they were undefeated again in the grand final. 12-2, they got up. Uh, just too good. Brody Oxenham was uh, probably their star player. His, uh, his skills are just too too good. He's got a great pass on him. He's pretty quick for a fella that uh, that has broken knees, a bit like yourself, mate. If, uh, if he didn't have his, his injuries, I reckon he'd be playing you know, either Q-Cup or NRL. His, his skills are that good. Jeez, I'll tell you what, he runs around the field pretty well there. Is, is he someone you're looking for for one of those Sunshine Coast rep teams coming up there? Has he played well enough to, to warrant a, a rep selection? No, yeah, definitely. If he if he threw his name forward and, and nominated himself, he'd he'd be a shoe in for you know men's APL, men's men's uh, cup, either mixed APL, whatever he wanted to play. Captain, I'll give it all to him. Is he thirty plus yet? Could be. I don't know. I don't want to say yes in case he's you know twenty five or something. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm pretty pretty sure he's he could play for any of the teams that we take away for rep carnivals. Well, good on you, Larry and the Punk Kings. Geez, that's a shellacking in C-grade and halfbacks and halfwits. I saw some of those players coming over. They play in a couple of teams here, and they uh, all I could hear was, that's the first ever shellacking we've copped in C-grade. And 12-2, Larry and the Punk Kings. Make sure you sign up with a different name. Good little secret there. If you want to stay in C-grade, just change your team name. Benny's not going to be all the wiser there. Maybe just team, change your names uh, itself. So don't sign up any of the same players. Benny, is, is there any way of picking that up? If they just change their, their team name, are you going to find out who plays for them early in the season? Are they going to get into C-grade? Mate, we, we're pretty good at uh, picking those sort of things up. We also come down and watch their grading games. So a lot of, a lot of teams try to throw the grading game just to, to stay down the lower grade, but you know we're, we're pretty on to it. So whatever you do, we'll, we'll get you. you. You'll be back up into B-grade for sure. And they'll, they'll want the challenge anyway. They don't want to be smacking teams left, right and centre. Well, there you go. C-grade, they've cleaned it up. Good work, halfbacks and the halfwits were going that far. And well done in the semi there to get into the grandy. Larry and the Punk Kings, you've been absolutely clinical there in C-grade and well done. Look forward to seeing you guys in possibly the next Tuesday comp coming up here at Kawana Forest and the best grounds in Australia. Or if not, we're going to see you in Monday men's. We're going to stay Monday men's mixed women oh sorry mixed Wednesdays yeah that's correct mate yep. so yep in, in February we'll start back the autumn season uh, yep so men's Mondays mixed Wednesdays if we can get a women's comp even better but uh, yeah that's the plans for the moment alright men's B grade here we go and this was Pirates versus Chopper one of our special guests here Ollie Lane leading the Pirates there and he was pretty confident last time I talked to him here he said he's going to clean up Chopper here it wasn't even going to be a challenge for him Next thing I know, 5-4, Chopper were leading the whole way. Benny, let us know what happened in this one here. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, probably didn't give Chopper much chance. Like We always knew they were a good team, but um, the way Pirates 
uh, played this season where they were just smashing teams left, right and centre, uh, a bit like Larry and the Punk Kings. You know, Pirates dropped down from, from A grade. You know, they wanted to be the big fish in the little pond. Um, but, mate, this, this game ended up being a cracker. Pirates um, were down by two coming into the second half or, or midway through the second half, 4-2 it was. But uh, Chopper, just the wheels fell off a bit. Pirates came back, put three on them, and it ended up 5-4. Mr. Ollie Lane gave himself man of the match, I believe, uh, and, yeah, picked up another best and fairest. Yeah, I remember walking over there and everyone was trying to decide who was man of the match and he said, I'm going to give this to myself because I scored the game winner. So whether he scored the game winner or not, I didn't see for myself. Benny, can you confirm or deny or will he scored the game winner? Uh, no, I can't confirm that, mate. I'm, I don't know if I saw much of that game. I might have been refereeing. Um, but I do know that um, Jackson levelled the game up after a, a grubber kick. I don't know who the grubber came off. Could have been off your man, Ollie. Um, but no, so Jackson scored scored a good try, so maybe it should have gone to him. Well, there you go. Well, he took a photo of himself with the trophy after the night there. He was a bit angry at Lindsay, the venue manager there, because he didn't get his team photo there with the shield. And uh, Lindsay, I'm sure he's going to forgive that maybe by February the next season. So just steer clear of Mr. Best and Fairest, because, uh, look, he is the best, but maybe not the fairest or the nicest bloke if you don't take a photo of with him with his, uh, his medal and his trophy. So uh, well done, Ollie. Well done, Pirates. And uh, well done, Chopper, for really taking it to him in B grade. It's 5-4, and what a huge season it was in the men's B grade competition. Can't wait to see these guys in February in Maroochydore for Monday. Hopefully, some of these guys are going to line up for Tuesday. Any shouts there? Have you heard of Pirates or Chopper as their team name coming in for the Tuesday competition here at Kwana over summer? I haven't seen them their registration come through yet. But um, there's still two weeks to go until we kick off that comp. So hopefully they you know, don't want to lose their uh, their touch and they want to stay in TRL over the summer. So you know, hopefully we see them lining up on Tuesdays. Oh, good on you. Here we go. A grade. And weren't the fans happy here? There was a few beers rolling around at the top of the bar there. There's a few snags going around. This was one I was refereeing here. And this was the rivalry match. Dirty Moe's v tropics a huge battle here i believe benny you were saying before how many grand finals have these two won now or prior to this one was it neck and neck or was someone up here on how many grand finals they've got no so dirty mo's there they've got five titles under their belts they've been around for years and years and years tropics came in uh maybe a year or two ago and they they put a stop to the dirty mo's reign of terror uh, Dirty Mo's ended up getting the title back last year. So it was 4-5 to them. No, it was 5-3 to them. And now that we've won it, it's 5-4. So we need one more to level it up. So the Dirty Mo's still up there. And uh, Dirty Mo's, just a couple of shout-outs there for this game while I was refereeing. Justin Duncan, working the referees like there's no tomorrow. I've never seen a person who can work a touchy and the middle referee at the same time. Just have a quick look. Hopefully you got to have a chance to look at the Instagram stories. The game winner here, which Benny will touch on soon. You can just see it's just as clear as you like. It's a try. This guy just picks it up. It comes off someone's foot, maybe in the prelim before what happens. And then he's saying he's kicked it himself. And he's just picked it up off someone else's foot. He goes, he's kicked it. He's kicked it, sir. And if you look at the stories there, he's just trying to pull anything out of the bag there to make me second guess myself before I, before I rule it's a try. And uh, obviously it was a good try. 6-5, the, uh, the Tropics get up there. And uh, Benny, that try that was on Instagram there, which really turned the game, it made it 4-all. Dirty Mo's had you under the pump there for a while. What happened there? You've, you've set it 4-all. 
tended up 6-5. What happened from there, mate? What was the chat under the post there? Well, not under the post. Yeah, well... Uh, under the try line. We, we thought we were in a bit of trouble. It was, coming, it was pretty deep in the second half. And we know we needed to, to get a try back. We were down by one, I think, 4-3. Um, Justin Duncan sprinted out of the line because he thought I was just going to throw a long ball to the, the winger, uh, which I normally do, to be honest. So it was probably a good read. But uh, our winger, Scotty Brody, our, um, our big 30-year-old, uh, he, he just called for the kick. He knew he had him for speed, so I just put it down for him. And then you, it was the slowest of a foot race you'll ever see between Justin and Scotty. But Scotty came out the victor, got to 4 all. Uh, there was a few more tries scored. It went to five all, and uh, mate, right at the end, big Jake Morris took a kick off off uh, Joshy Bidgood, a screamer actually caught it above his head, behind his head, sprinted off the rest of the the, the whole length of the field and uh, sealed it up for the Tropics, and that was all we needed. There you go. And one of the most interesting moments of the game as a referee in the middle, you're looking at Benny there. He's got. Imagine someone plays the ball. Benny picks it up from dummy half. I'm looking at him. He points to the sideline. Justin Duncan is right up on the winger there going, how did he get there? He's obviously offside. I'm looking there to try and make a call to go, look, I'm probably not going to blow that because I didn't see him come up that fast. Then next thing I know, he calls for that kick. Benny puts it through. One of the best plays I've seen probably on the run there. And uh, I saw a few people come over the game just saying how good it was to watch. You want to see a close game. And it was Dirty Mo's. It was Tropics. It was neck and neck. And then uh, Tropics took it out in the end. Let's know who your player of the game was. Go Dirty Moe's first. Who was the hardest guy to play against? Um, it had, had to be Joshy Bigood. We talk about it every week. That's just how good he is. He he would have had a hand in, in all five of their tries if he either scored it or set it up. Man, he's, he's just dangerous every time he picks the ball up. He uh, One that stands out was they had an attacking set on the line. They got a repeat set. And, you know... Instead of uh, you know burning a few touches, spreading the middles, things like that, Joshy just picks it up and rips it to the to the wing, caught his nap in, and um, scored a try on the first touch, and we just just caught it with our pants down. That's just how good Joshy is. Just he can make something from nothing. Yeah, it was an outstanding ball that one. I think I remember it. It was almost a. I think it was almost a, at least a cutout, maybe a double cutout. He's hit the winger, uh, Joshy, on the wing there. And uh, one of those balls where everyone's just going, look, we're just going to have to cop that because that was just good TRL. I think you said something along those lines there to the boys as I was running back to halfway. Tropics, who's your man of the match here? Mate, to be honest, there wasn't really one. It was it was the whole team. We Everyone did their own little thing. Uh, Jakey Morris, probably for, for scoring the last try. Uh, Benny Keel for being the fastest man alive and, and chasing every single kick that we put through. Um, you know, Scotty Brody for outrunning Jussie Duncan. So, mate, it's, it's a bit of everyone. Oh, Alex Millington again. I have to give him a shout out. He had a, he had a blinder as well. So, um, yeah, mate, I've got to give it to the whole team. Well, there you go. We're sitting on the fence a bit there, but well done, Tropics. You've taken it five to Dirty Mo's in total, five grand finals. Tropics, four grand finals in total. Hopefully. Look, the fans want to see it. You want to see a Dirty Mo's and Tropics coming to this Tuesday competition here. We're going to have men's and mixed. Any word out of the Tropics? There, Benny? They're going to be there? Uh, I reckon we've probably got half a team keen, maybe five. So don't, don't count us out. We might be there. Depends on who else was there. If Dirty Mo's put in, we'll, we'll definitely be there. Maybe a different team name there. The Tropical Tropical Punch? No, then it won't count on our tally. So we need to... Need to keep the Tropic name. That's it. It all counts. Look, hear that, Dirty Mose. If the Tropics take out a tournament here in A grade, that's five all. Dirty Mose, they're going to be there. Tropics, you're going to be there. Pirates, Ollie's going to hear this. He's probably going to line up with the Pirates here. He's back in A grade. 
Who knows? Maybe Chopper might be there. Larry and the Punk Kings could take out A-grade they the way they're playing. I'll be there. 12-2, did we remind you? But uh, that is a huge competition. We've wrapped it up there. Mondays at Maroochydore. We're not going to be there until February next year. You got a date there in February? Oh, I won't have a date until this uh, summer comp wraps up. But, you know, it'd be, it'd be start to mid-February. So mark it on the calendar. Yeah, it's too long to wait there for the men's teams there. Come and line up at Kwana Forest Tuesday nights there. We're going to have men's and mix there. But, yeah, really good competition. I, I really enjoyed going down there and refereeing each week. Some of the best referees we've got there and some of the best teams you'll ever see. A shout-out there. We've got to have the Australian Club Championships. It was really good rivalry there and people that play with each other each week I'd love to see the Dirty Moes the Tropics the Pirates look anyone who made grand final there if they could line up against the best in Australia who knows have we had any thoughts on how we're going to make that, make that work I don't think it can happen mate <laughs> I listened to it the other day I was going knockout competition that's just definitely not going to work they're all going to have to meet somewhere in a prelim but anyway Good work, Tropics. Good work, Moes. We're heading into the Wednesday competition. Tuesday's already been wrapped. We've done that last week. This is going to be mixed competitions. It's Wednesday nights at Maroochydore and D-grade straight into the D-grade here at the Dynasty of Sport Up. They've jumped straight in. They were the top of the table there and we're all betting on Sport Up to take it home like they did on Tuesday. Benny, you were refereeing this one. How'd it go? Yeah, mate. It was actually a really good game uh, from both sides. Really high-spirited, you know. Uh, taking on the slippery digits? Yeah, so Sport Up versus slippery digits. Both teams, great, you know, great teams. All, all there for the right reasons. Just want to play some, some good footy. There probably wasn't one complaint the whole game. Not because it was great refing, but just because they're great people. Um, they Sport Up Bandicoots were very unlucky not to get a girl trying right at the start to put them two up. Um, they would just touch. You'll probably see it on the Instagram if you if you pause it. I was refereeing. I was right there. I got the call right, I believe. So don't hold it against me, Bandicoots. Go check the Instagram story. I think I was right. These are the things that keeps Benny up at night, all right? So he doesn't take it lightly, refereeing these grand finals. Go ahead. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> but no, slippery digits. Uh, there was a bloke for their team, uh, Brian Poon. He, he was uh, all over it in that game. He, he probably had a hand in probably six of their eight points. Um, he was defending his heart out. He ended up picking up man of the match. Um, but there was another girl called Maddie Morrill. She was very good for the, the slippery digits in the middle. Uh, one of those players that you don't think, you know, you, you need to watch out too much for, but then she just has a crack from dummy half uh, and, you know, puts them on the front foot. So those two players were very, uh, very good for slippery digits. And uh, if I had two man of the match or player of the match cards, I would have given them to both of them. Wow, I did not expect that. After the season Sport Up Bandicoots have had, they've been absolutely clobbering every team they've come in there. But uh, Slippery Digits have really pulled out the biggest game of the season there. Benny, any uh, any can did you see anyone playing up there? I've had Slippery Digits before there. There maybe just a bit of issues there with discipline. Anything you saw there out of Slippery Digits, or they pulled their head in? Have they? No, nah, like I said, mate, <laughs> um, it was a great team to, to referee. Maybe because they were winning by so much, they didn't worry about it. But no, I, I couldn't even think of who who you'd be talking about there. Maybe he wasn't playing, or, or she wasn't playing the one you were talking about. Maybe it's just me. He definitely was. I, I saw the picture there. He shook my hand afterwards. Anyway, I'm holding old grudges here, but uh, well done, Slippery Digits. You've done very well. Maybe it's just my refereeing. I've got to take a good hard look in the mirror here. Benny has done very well. He's just 
capped himself off saying how no one's worried about his refereeing. He just makes all the right decisions and everyone just loves him. But uh, maybe they just don't want to upset the guy running the competition. Yeah, could be right. They've been find <laughs> themselves up in A grade. Quick lickety split. Yeah. Now, uh, Slippery did just well done. Sport up, well done. Hopefully we'll see some of these teams. Now, we might see some of these teams in the mixed competition for Tuesday. How do you get them in? Uh, I believe the Bandicoots will be there. They're, actually, they're already in. Uh, Cam Tanati from their team, who was, who was actually a really good player last night, scored a great breakaway try. Uh, it doesn't look quick, but, mate, he, he burnt a few players in that um, that breakaway try. Mate, he's put a team in. The name of that team eludes me at the moment. Crash Test Dummies. There you go. He's is their it name. Out. So watch out for them. We didn't They'll need to be edit good. that at all. He's filled that live. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, haven't heard from Slippery Digits. Hopefully they, they love it and they want to put a team in for the Tuesday comp. So I'd love to have them there. They're a great team and obviously they're uh, a bit too good for mixed degrade at the moment so push them up push both those teams up yeah bloody yeah push them both up now we got C grade well done by the way slippery digits you've come from well, behind there really because Sport Up looked like they were going to take that out uncontested Sport Up hard luck there come back this season I'm sure I'm going to see you there on Tuesday the dynasty is going to continue there's a whole lot of Sport Up players playing there so how they shift their players who knows they could be taking out all the divisions here if they put their players in the right grade but uh, Slippery Digits, you've done very well. And uh, well done to you guys. Mixed C grade. We came in here. Now, uh, Joshy was refereeing this one. Joshy Biggood, maybe the future immortal here from the coast. This one was Wasabi versus Wasted Potential. A very close one here. Benny, how did this one go down? Mate, yeah, I, I was actually refereeing on the field beside it. And uh, I couldn't watch too much of it. Um, but I asked Joshy what the score was at halftime. And he said, I think it was 4-3 to Wasabi. Uh, and, and as we thought, it was going to be a tight game because both of these teams went really well this season. And uh, so, yeah, 4-3 to wa- uh, Wasabi. Uh, came out in the second half and wasted potential. Uh, got a girl try to put them up. And um, from there, mate, Lockie Short put a girl over for a try uh, with about five to go, and that pretty much sealed up the game. Um, other shout-outs were Matty Osberg was, was very good for Wasabi. And Joshy, words from Joshy's mouth, Wasabi were pretty unlucky not to take that win. They, they could have easily won that if a few things um, rolled their way. A bit of rubber the green. Yeah, well, it, was, it was really good camera work there from Lindsay if you look at the Instagram stories and really good stuff normally from Sunshine Coast. They're definitely on grand final time. Lindsay will capture the tries there going on. I think that was a big call there for a shepherd call. Do you remember seeing that? I did see it. I didn't see the shepherd part of it. Did they call it? I, no, I, it was I watched it anyway. It was, I think it was against... Uh, it was against Wasabi. Anyway, so it could be something controversial there. Why Why waste the potential got up there? It was just uh, playing behind there. I think they called it back. It kind of got cut short on the Instagram stories. I was left wondering. But uh, look, well done, waste the potential. They're a very quality side. I yeah. think B-grade has got to be waiting them. Well, mate, this is the thing. They, they started in C-grade two seasons ago. They won the comp. Um, in a in one of the best drop-offs we've ever seen. Went down to three-on-three. Three. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago on this show. Um, and they end up going up to B-grade, didn't win a game, so they drop back and they're, they're back on top. So I think they, I, you don't know what to do with them. Do you put them up? Do you put them down? I don't know. 
It's hard though. If you win the comp, I think it's almost an automatic. You've got to go up. Pretty much. You got to cop your look. You, you take the glory of the competition win, but look now you got to go to B grade and and see how you go. Maybe you got to play that competition and jump back down to C grade like they did last time. They've taken two C grade titles out now. You got to put them up, Benny. Well, man, they've, they, they've, got, <laughs> they've they, got a few seasons <laughs> under their belt now, so there's no reason for the, that they can't give uh, B grade a crack. Although the B grade mixed competition this season was massive well I think we had eight teams in there and uh, you know a few of them that were thinking about putting up to A grade the ones that were thinking about putting to A grade ended up coming the bottom three I think the three that I was going to put up ended up coming last I tell you what, yeah, that you, you're spot on there. There was a few people watching this B-grade grand final. And just as we recap, waste of potential, taking that out, 7-6. Well done, waste of potential. Well done, Wasabi. Huge grand final. And B-grade, a few people on the sideline here, as I was refereeing this one, just asking whether this was A-grade or B-grade. And going, how good is this? This is B-grade. I see got a few players here that are playing rep footy in B-grade. And this was a huge grand final. The bar bars. You had everyone behind it here. This is when we had our special guest, Ollie, in the scenes here in the podcast studio. Everyone was behind the bar bars. I was trying to put a bet behind someone else here. But uh, everyone was going, look, the bar bars have got all the momentum here. I had the bar bars in the semi, and they were unstoppable. I was almost going, look, no one's going to beat these guys. The ring-ins have done it. I've refereed this one. Uh, Benny, I'll throw to you first. I'll come back after, but... The ringings have taken it 7-5. Did you hear any feedback from this game? Yeah. Yeah, well, I actually got to watch most of this game, and, and it was a cracker. Probably uh, equally as good as the mixed A grade that we'll talk about in a second. Um, and, and it's a very identical game, actually. Both scores end up 7-5. Uh, ringings, they they were ahead for most of the game, uh, and they end up pushing out to a four-point uh, four lead. Um, the bar bars never, no one ever counted them out they, they, they knew what they had to do they had they had the locks of Alex Millington Samuel Muller uh, those sort of blokes uh, and man, they, they're not coming back they scored three three boy tries uh, one which was unlucky not to be a girl try there's a few people throwing their hands up asking why he didn't pass the girl for the extra point uh, which probably could have yeah, sent us into extra time. It, it was a great comeback, and I, I really thought we were going to go into extra time because uh, Baba Baba's had all the momentum going you know, in the last five minutes. But in the end, the uh, the ring-ins end up putting a little kick in for a great try. I think that one's on the Instagram as well. Well done, Lindsay, again. Um, and that one sealed the victory for the ring-in 7-5. But, mate, could have easily gone to extra time, and then who knows what would have happened then. Yeah, I thought they were coming back in the end. Ring-ins are super clinical. I mean, the, the girls in here, they are just running up the field, making sure they're taking the meters early. Everyone's super clinical. They're on the same page. They don't make errors. And that's the reason the Barbars were really taken aback. They're going 4-0 down. Barbars are probably a side that like to throw it around a bit more. And that's in the semi where they could take advantage. They go 8-0 up without even knowing. They're in the first half and they just really demolish the other team in there in the semis. Hopefully I've got that right there. I'm pretty sure I was roughing that one. But they really took advantage. When they can throw it around and they get their confidence up, they're going to take down a team here. But ring-ins just don't even give them a chance. They're just taking every opportunity there they run up the field they get repeat sets they defend everyone knows their role and ring-ins had them right on the back foot there uh alex millington there out of the bar bars he's uh he was running the show there he probably got him back in the game there along with uh one of their other centers there you just mentioned her name samuel yeah oh no her name oh michaela michaela sorry and uh they ran out of the middle there and they really got him back into the game there a bit of a flamboyant play there uh, look, I don't want to throw Miller under the bus there, but he got him back into the game. And then 
we're having a chat at work today. He works behind me there at the office. And uh, there was just one of those clear looking at the defense, had his hands up, and he's just dropped it. And maybe that might have been the clinical play, but you can't blame him because he got him back into the game. He's one of those X-factor players. Ring-ins are just not going to make those errors. And I'd back these guys in an A-grade competition because... God, are these guys all from England? I've seen like UK accents from all the girls and guys here. Possibly. Where Do you know anything about the ring-ins here? Um, they no, just come out of nowhere, the backpackers. I know that Toby Coates, one of their, their main players who, who would have set up a lot of their tries, I know he played for rest of the world at, um, at World Champs. Uh, his partner, Erin, um, she played for the Sloths mixed cup team and Toby was in the 30s team as well. And they've got a, they've got a few other um, you know, unknown players that just all play their sport and and uh, you know that's why they've gone so well this season and yeah you're right they they should be up in A grade next season. Well, I think they're no names only because they're backpackers and maybe they're looking for their visas here. They're working in the bars across Sunshine Coast and maybe, maybe they're playing Union and Touch across the UK and uh, well Toby himself he's these accents so I'm talking to these guys it seems like everyone's got a UK accent there and he's pulled them all from wherever you like but uh, possibly I, I haven't picked it up on Toby but maybe am I picking the wrong curly hair yeah Toby yeah slightly UK accent could be alright we'll ask him we'll ask him next week he might be in here one week we'll see yeah. how he goes no, I, I will actually give him a shout out he's uh, he's probably been the most improved um, you know since he started here he's he's been in he, I think he plays in two two teams every night I think two teams on a Monday two teams on a Wednesday he almost had to play his own team in the B grade grand final the Yippie Tri A just lost the, the semi-final last week and he would have to choose who he played for um, but no, since especially since uh, he came away with the sloths at the, the 30s competition at uh, at Kedron man, he's, he's stepped it up even more since then and, and um, he's he's one of the best players running around in B grade at the moment yeah, one of the good guys of the Sunshine Coast competition too. Always are on and off the field. You don't see that very often. One of the nicest ones. Maybe if we see him in an A-grade competition, we'll start to see that uh, that bad boy coming out. And uh, look, mention the devil here. In A-grade, you like to see that these guys are nice guys off the field. But when it's an A-grade competition, like it is in the coasters versus shake and bake I tell you what there was no love lost in this one here I was refing this one as well Benny you were playing in this one Benny let us know coasters versus shake and bake how did you see this one mate it was, it was another cracker grand final we play these guys almost every season uh, since shake and bake came into it we I think we started maybe two or three seasons ago um coasters are obviously a very good team they're, they're probably the, the best mixed team of the I don't know, the last five, three years, four years, however long they've been around. Uh, Cam Sullivan and, and his boys, Chad Ross, uh, mate, they, were, they were just too quick for us in the end. They, they kept beating us on the outside. Um, Chaddy Ross probably had the, the best game I've seen him have in, in a long time. But, uh, mate, it was, it was pretty controversial. It was, uh, there was a lot of good tries scored, but, uh, you know, in the end, they just got us. We almost came back from four down with about five minutes to go, I think. We uh, we just fell short, and yeah, pretty upsetting. Well, there you go. Firstly, I'll touch on there. You were saying, uh, well, Chad Ross and Sully there running the show, you were laying, yelling out a lot of short side there. They, they seem to target you guys. It's it's almost like they're watching you in the preseason, or not preseason, throughout the season, that you had a weakness there on the short side. They had this play that just kept going there. As much as you wanted to yell out, there was no way you could stop it. Sometimes you did, but most of the time you didn't. They scored maybe half their tries down the short side. They'd fake to go wide and come back in. 
Did you yeah. see this earlier? Because you picked it up pretty early there. You oh, were starting yeah. to yell out, they're going to go short side, they're going to go short side well, after the first try. I only really had two shots. It was either put a kick in for Chad or it was um, go short side and try and, try and beat us uh, with their pace. And, and both both things worked for him almost every time, like you said. Uh, but, yeah, we just we just couldn't seem to defend that, that short side very well. And uh, Chaddy is very slippery. He, uh, he just keeps getting through. He's too quick. He's too little. He's only, he's only about 60 kilo. He just slips through the line. Speaking of Chaddy, he's one of the nicest guys. I didn't know he had a bad bone in his body, a body, bad bone in his body until this game. Uh, he put Milo on his backside. The, literally how this started was I was out in the middle refereeing and he thought Milo came in a bit hard. So Alex Millington came in a bit hard for a touch there. He's had a look at me to see whether I'm going to blow a penalty there. There was not enough in it to blow a penalty. Next thing you know, they're starting to get into each other's space there. I go, as long as these guys don't involve anyone else here, it was almost a half push every time these guys were touching each other. Uh, Chad, next thing I know, I do a sub with Ollie, and he's thrown a big wide ball. It's gone over the sideline. Ollie's turned his back, and next thing I know, Milo's on his ass, and Chad has put a full-on push here. He was almost waiting to be penalised, and uh, Milo's on the ground there. They've, uh, I had a chat to Chad afterwards. He thought he was going to get pulled up, but he was going to do it until he did get pulled up. But uh, there you go. Chad's got a bad bone in his body. And, uh, well, Benny, speaking of yourself, you got him back in the game here, shake and bake. Got it back to five all. And uh, this was Benny's pulled off two good plays there on the Instagram as well. Have a check out what happened there. But uh, you dropped it off the kickoff there when you're trying to get back in the game there, not trying to sort of put a twist there on, uh, on a sore sort of wound there but uh, Chad couldn't even help himself he was in this bad boy sort of persona there and he's yelled out at you when you dropped the ball and I think it was his miss almost his new his new wifey on the way almost about to to stop the wedding there he's gone Chad I'm not marrying you for this so he pulled his head in pretty quick but he's done a big yell out at you do you remember that? Uh, I heard some a few people even my mum was up running the, uh, the barbecue she yelled out as well so no one let me forget that one. Uh, and I ended up dropping the ball in the next set as well. So after all the good stuff I did, I, I sort of blew it all uh, in that probably one-minute bracket. The Australian captain, they're all after you, mate. You can't win here. You can't win in the local competition. And uh, look, I tell you what, I thought Ollie was the baddest bloke on the field, but Chad Ross, he's going to be the next bloke here. I think uh, Ollie's an absolute angel. Chad, watch out for him next season. He's found his bad boy persona. Sully as well. I think he's had a bad influence on him. The two of them together, the coasters are definitely the bad boys of the competition now. Bad boys and bad girls. Shake and bake, the good guys. Yeah, but uh, bad boys win this time. Bad boys and bad girls win. Very uh, very cheeky uh, and sneaky by Chad. I didn't think he had it in him. Uh, but no, he was he was doing everything he could to get his legs and, and arms and everything in the play of the ball just to slow it down a bit. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, didn't think he he'd, uh, he had that one in him, but mate, he, it ended up paying off for him. So well you got to do what you got to do when it comes to A grade grand finals. Well done, Chad. Well done, Sully guys. Well done, the rest of the coasters. I think this was a really big grand final for them to pick up. No, whether I want to touch on it, there was a sore subject. I think about two seasons ago, I was up with Justin in the car park. I think that a, a rough decision there that they were going, nah, we're never going to play again. We're at least taking a season off. So I was glad to see them taking the win out and uh, what a huge victory it was. They played well. Coasters, good on you. Shake and bake, better luck next year. And uh, A-grade, that's recapped for this season. I hope to see all of these teams in here for a big Tuesday competition. We've got a week off. 
And then we're coming back in, 12th of November. Yeah, mate, yeah, so one week off, back in uh, Granny Games, 12th of November, so two weeks off, two weeks away, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive mixed comp. There's going to be either three or four grades again, uh, which is really good to see. It means people love interior on the coast. Um, and hopefully it sort of builds that, that Calandra comp a bit more too, so it, it keeps growing uh, moving forward. Uh, hopefully we get a few men's teams over there and, and build that as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be massive. It's going to be, you know, long days. Your first game's going to be played in the sun, basically. We'll have the tunes belting out. We'll have, we'll have um, you know, barbecues and, and raffles and whatever you want. We'll do it. And the best referees in the biz, unless my wife's about 39 weeks pregnant at the moment, I might be missing uh, the grading round of week one. But uh, look, it's only a, a hop, maybe 50 metres from my house, so I'll probably be there. Maria, just hold on for a second there. I've got another summer season there. I know you're 39 weeks, but uh, good luck. Let's hold another 10 weeks. I'll be there, Benny. Hospital's just down the road, mate. Yeah, it should be right. And our TRL juniors on the Sunshine Coast, these superstars, the future sloss. We're up to round three this week, and Ollie did an outstanding job of running this week. Benny, where were you this week? Mate, I was in Sydney on Friday, so couldn't get uh, down here but Ollie did a great job especially we had a, a referee not turn up had to get one of the parents to uh, to run that one which we're very thankful for because he was uh, he was about to get hook, hooked into a, a few rum and colas or, or forex or something like that so mate thank you very much to the dad who ran that game yeah apologies to you guys apologies to Ollie too I was uh, I was roughly seven and a half minutes late there I'm sorry about that and uh Look, I made it in time. All the players were there. I ref the Nuggets v the Zappos this week, and it was a really, really good match in the end. Uh, we had as it maybe a few different talents there. It's good to see. We've got some girls and guys for each team there. My game ended up at three all this week. It was Nuggets and Zappos. So, look, we're going to recap the table there, but that ended up being quite a pivotal result there leading into the finals, Nuggets v Zappos. But, uh, Benny, recap our other four games there that happened this Okay, mate. Yeah, so we uh, so obviously a very close game with Nuggets and Zappos. Then we had Redbacks and SeaWorld, who were who probably two of our top teams. SeaWorld, obviously the boys from Brightwater. Redbacks were undefeated until this game. It was five three to the SeaWorld boys. Um, so well done to them. Uh, in the other game, Squash Bananas versus Swannies. Now I've heard Swannies had a lot of people missing this comp, uh, this game, so Squash Bananas actually gave them a, a player or two, but still ended up destroying them 12-6. And in the final game in the uh, in the older group was 4-1 to Donuts over Black Bears. Squash Donuts over Black Bears. Yeah, the two squash sides there I think are my two favourites for the season. The the USC guys from the uh, or the rugby union team there, they've split themselves. The squash bananas and the squash donuts are going to be my back for the title this season. Benny, you got any uh, title hopes? Mate, I'm back in the sea world. I, I like a favourite bash. Um, and these boys I've, I've coached for the last year. I uh, also teach them at Brightwater as well. They're, they're great kids. They love their footy. They live and breathe it. So... Mate, I'm, I'm all over the SeaWorld train. I'll tell you what, let's have a recap of the table here. We'll pull up our ladders. We can see we've got SeaWorld. Your guys there at yeah, the top of the up. table there. You're throwing them any tips in the season there? The hey. Brightwater guys, SeaWorld? Yeah, they're the Brightwater boys. They've, they've got three wins from three games. Puts them out on six points uh, with a 12, po- uh, sorry, positive 12, for and against. Uh, mate, coming in second 
Who have we got? Squash Donuts, your boys. Yeah, the Squash Donuts. I'll tell you what, I think these are the kick try specialists here. They've got a couple of fly halves playing in here and watch out for them. They just sit a couple of boys or girls out on the wing and there's one or two in particular there that have been working on their kicking. They hit them on the mark every time. So Squash Donuts and Squash Bananas there. Squash Bananas a couple behind there. They played each other early in the season. But it goes SeaWorld, six points. Squash Bananas, sorry, Squash Donuts, five points. And then in third place, the Redbacks. You your guys again, I think. Yeah, well, the boys that uh, that SeaWorld just beat. So they, they've had a couple of hard games, Redbacks, but they're, they're on two wins, one loss on the four points. Positive five uh, for it again. So mate, they'll, they'll definitely be up there. Uh, who knows who's going to be in the semifinals and grand finals. So we've still got a few more weeks to go before we get that close. But um, yeah, so good luck to everybody playing. Yeah, it all makes it pretty exciting here with finals, but it is all about having a good time out there and uh, not getting too caught up in the results. But let's shout out here. we got Swannies. They've had a pretty good season so far. we got the Redbacks, obviously we mentioned. SeaWorld, Zappos, the Squash Bananas, Squash Donuts, the close rivals there, the Black Bears and the Nuggets. Everyone's in the hunt. And uh, how many weeks we got left there, Benny? Um, I haven't had three out of nine. So we've got six weeks left. Um, so four weeks until semifinals kick off. Um, so yeah, it's anyone's game. I'll tell you what, a future floss happening this season. Yeah, mate, yep. So we'll choose one player who's uh, played outstanding, who, someone who we think will uh, develop into a future sloth player. We've, uh, we mentioned it last week, we've got uh, young Jackson Fox and Nate Barry, both from that, both in the SeaWorld team. So we've got two future sloths in that team already, um, which is why they're going so well, I think. But yeah, so we'll choose uh, you know the next up-and-coming star to, uh, to wear those budgie smugglers that I had made up. It's a big honour. Are they budgie smugglers? They're not. They're not from budgie. No, they're um, budgie. Listening. We call them the sloth sluggers. Right. We got a brand name here. Budgie smugglers. Don't miss out. Oh, primal. Okay. Sorry to jump over there with some uh, brand names there. Primal sport. Good on you. Let's throw in. Is it going to be one this year? Probably just one. Yeah. Huge competition again. As we said last week, they're running the juniors competition better than anywhere around Australia here. I think that's why. Terrell Sunshine Coast are one of the world beaters here. And uh, that's Step ahead. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this is the time to run it, summer season. And this is probably why they're going to be world beaters in 10 or 15 years' time. They're just going to be unbeatable. No other region is going to have these juniors coming through the ranks, pressing on those little things there, just practicing maybe not to split too early, you know, not score off their own kick. Benny's got them all working here. It's a little academy happening here at the Sunshine Coast. And uh, watch out for these juniors here. And uh, anything else for the juniors there, Benny? I mean, 10 years' time, Sloss will be unbeatable because all these blokes will be up there. Blokes and girls in the in the Sloss teams just ripping it up for us. Good luck. And that is us wrapped up for episode four. I bet you didn't think we'd make it, but we did. And here we are. We'll see you for episode five in one week's time. See you later. Catch you later, guys. <laughs>